Chicken-loving Brits all pissed off this week. And is a new trend on Snapchat really helping to cure cancer? And if I ever own a house, I am telling you right now, I am going to get this new pet product. You will not believe this commercial that I came across. Okay. And of course, it's real. It's one of those things where I was like, is this for real? And then I had to look, do some research, and it is. Plus, my bro host is going to hit us with that Bachelor recap, Mm -hmm. and we've got so much more. That is all on the way in episode 89 of The Melanie Minot Show. You guys can follow us on social media. You can follow my bro host. At Michael Glazener. And he is on everything. He's on the YouTube, the Mm -hmm. Twitter, the Facebook. Yep. What else? Snapchat, Instagram, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Vine. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter, tweets Melanie M, and on Snapchat and Instagram at Melanie Minot. Same on YouTube as well. I just started posting some videos. And on Facebook, it's It's Official Mel. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so on iTunes and leave a review. We would love you forever if you do. KFCs across the UK were forced to close... After running out of chicken, oh, dang, someone's losing their job this week. Well, that, that sounds like every Taco Bell I've ever been to. Oh, I know. Haven't you been to Taco Bell before? We're, and out, of, we're out of tacos. Yeah. <laughs> They're always just like, we're out of meat. We're out of chicken. Oh, we're out of cheese today. Yeah, what's whatever they feel like they're out of when they're closing within the next hour. Yep, that's so true. Close at midnight, yep, we're out of everything. <laughs> All what? we have is Cine Twist. <laughs> yeah, and they've been sitting in under the hot light for two hours. Yep, well, this really happened. I mean, I know that it does happen at Taco Bell's where certain things, they'll be out of it. But how are you going to be out of chicken at almost 900 KFC outlets in the UK and Ireland? Who bought up all the chicken? It wasn't KFC? No, it it wasn't KFC. And unfortunately, no one bought up all the chicken. KFC issued an apology explaining the issue that occurred this Saturday. Did they escape? No, the chickens did not escape. Oh. No, it was they're blaming quote unquote teething problems with their new delivery partner. Chickens have teeth? No. <laughs> Chickens oh, are teething. That is not what that no. means. Teething problems means that this this <laughs> you have new problems with the teeth. The new no, the new partnership that they have with this delivery partner, mm. they are still growing. Okay. So it's a it's a metaphor. Teething, growing, it's sure. growing pains, yeah. teething problems. Chickens with teeth. That's not what it is. Although you've probably heard of the delivery partner that caused this mishap, DHL. Everybody at work usually, you know, has the DHL carrier, those yellow envelopes, the yellow and red. Uh Well, that is who won the bid to be their new delivery service. It was this whole thing because a lot of people were vying for their business. You got to think. 900. That's just that area of KFCs. So this was a huge deal that they signed. Yeah. Only they're not holding up their end of the bargain. 
According to KFC, quote, we know that this might have inconvenienced some of you over the last few days and disappointed you when you wanted your fried chicken fix. We're really sorry about that. Due to operational issues, a number of deliveries in recent days have been incomplete or delayed. And now they're saying that there are 300 stores that are open, but unfortunately, there are 900 that are closed. Well, they still have biscuits, right? Yeah, wait or a look. Popeye's has the bomb biscuits. Wait a look, glass half full. No, yeah. um, KFC has biscuits too. I feel like all those fried chicken places have good biscuits. Yeah, so. you, you have to. It's a requirement. All I want is the fried skin. We've already talked about this. I don't care about the meat, just the fried skin and the biscuits and the french fries done okay but they're not gonna have the fried skin if they don't have the chicken well it's like what comes first <laughs> the chicken or the egg uh well, the chicken and then the fried skin yeah, that's they have how chicken that with works teeth, so whatever <laughs> all right i have another story uh, about birds this one is about flamingos a 1000 acre resort in the bahamas it's called bahamar is looking for a cfo okay but not the chief finance financial officer that mm-hmm. we all think when we think CFO. Yes. No, they are looking for a chief flamingo officer. And what does that person do? What would you think that person would do? Stand on one leg all day. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? No, that's not what that person does. <laughs> well. No, they would be the chief scientist and caretaker for the resident flock of flamingos that go and migrate down there during the springtime. The flamingos have yet to arrive. So, you know, Bahamar, they got to get ahead of the game and they posted this job. They flock flamingos? It's a real job. No, they just, they, they take care of them. They make sure that they're getting fed. It's like a zookeeper. Okay. Basically a zookeeper. But a chief uh, flamingo officer sounds better. Yeah. Well, I would just put CFO. I wouldn't even put on my business card what that is. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm the CFO of Bahamar in the Bahamas. And then no one's going to question that. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about how you ran your Baha Bahamian operation down there and be like, well, I just watch flamingos all day. No. Yeah, that's what I would say because that's what chief financial officers do. They have other people that do stuff and then they just get to watch flamingos all day. That's a very good point. The CFO of the flamingos will have duties that include managing the diet and habitat requirements for the birds, overseeing the breeding programs, so basically making sure the flamingos get their freak on, Mm -hmm. treating sick or injured animals, and providing educational tours for resort guests, aka taking a whole bunch of photos for people who want to stand next to flamingos so they want like a vet a, uh, z- a flamingo vet you don't have to be a veterinarian you a just, zoologist you, a zo- yes that's what you have to be you have to have a college degree in zoology you, you don't just get to be the cfo of the flamingos yeah at least five years of experience working with exotic birds and they also want you to have obviously experience in the hospitality industry so basically if you're a zoologist who happens to be a waitress this is the job for you yeah i feel like all zoologists have to do i don't know i don't want to speak on behalf of the zoologists out there <laughs> but don't they all well, get you tours know, there and is, stuff there is a high number of zoologists that listen to this podcast well, well we rate pretty well in the zoologist community <laughs> that is true Uh, okay but what were you saying i have no idea (laughs) but what i was trying to say is that zoologists always i feel like they all have to entertain people they get the fish they feed the penguins they entertain the crowd they get everyone hyped up so they're all people people that's i i think you have a good point but 
do they actually interact with the audience all that much? That's the only thing is I think that they're they're animal people, but they might not be people people. Who You've got to be start both. the wave. Someone's got to start the wave. Yeah, you're right, I guess. They are currently taking applications for the CFO. So if you have a passion for flamingos and hospitality and you want to go live down in the Bahamas, then this is the job for you. Now, if I ever get a house mm-hmm. and you ever get a dog, maybe, and a house, sure. I know that we will both I feel like want this. I'm closer this. to both of those things than you. And we're nowhere near. Neither rude. One, neither one uh, of us so anywhere. rude. <laughs> neither one of us is anywhere near either of those. <laughs> but you're closer. But I am closer. It's like the sun and the moon. They're both really far away. But I'm the moon. Okay. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to give you that one because you're por- probably right. The proportions aren't correct, but I'm just saying one's closer <laughs> than the other. One of us is less poor than the other person. Yes, but we're both equally poor. <laughs> well... Since you're closer to having a house and a dog, then yes. in this scenario, you'd have more money so you could afford to get this for me when I eventually have a house. Okay, I have to have a house and a dog or just the dog? Well, it'd be pretty weird if you bought this and you didn't have a dog. <laughs> All right. And that's because it is a, there's this new invention and it is a vacuum that will suck up your dog poop in your backyard, surrounding areas. It's called the Pooch Power Shovel. And if you have a dog, you know the struggle is real. Okay, well, I don't have a dog or a house, but I need one of these. (laughs) This thing is so great. I cannot believe the real commercial for it. It's kind of disgusting. They're, They're taking this thing that looks like a... Oh, man. It looks like one of those vacuums that has the long pole attached to it, yeah. and you can reach it up and vacuum the yeah. fan blades. and So any vacuum that doesn't cost $70. Yeah, the, the really nice vacuums, uh-huh. you know? And it looks like that, mm-hmm. only it sucks up the dog poop. So in the video, this person is just walking around the yard, and then he just gets a little close to the poop, and then it just sucks it on up. That So the reason I need one of these, not just to walk around sucking up random people's dog poop. There was a patch of grass outside of my apartment and you park your car in front of the grass. So you walk through the grass patch to get to my front door. Yeah. We step in poop all the time. Really? All the time. People I w- are so rude. If I'm getting out of my car and someone's letting their dog poop in that spot, I just stand there and watch them oh, and see if they pick it up. You poop shame people. I hate yes, when people do that to me. I don't me. care. Like one time my roommate had started yelling at ladies. He's like, are you going to pick that up? And she's like, oh, I don't have a bag. You left the house damn well knowing your dog was going to poop and you didn't bring a bag. All right. I'm going to play a poop lady advocate over here because no. I can relate. Sometimes I will leave with as many as three poop bags. Mm-hmm. And then Bishop just decides that he wants to, I don't know, conserve poop because he'll drop it like it's hot. And then five steps later, decide he needs to drop it again. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we're down to one more bag here. And then he drops it again. And I'm just like, what the heck is going on? And then I go and toss them all out. And then if he does the fourth, it's it's SOL. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't have a bag. Okay. Well, most people, dogs don't poop four times on one walk. You'd be surprised. I don't think I would be. I swear he conserves it. So I'll walk him more or something. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So go get a big leaf. Don't just let your dog poop. Look around and see if anyone saw it, and then walk away. Let me go get a leaf. Get out of here. It's just going to. 
it's little. And for the mo- for the record, before everyone poop shames me, I do pick up all of the poop that I can. But sometimes if I am out of bags due to my dogs withholding their number two mm-hmm. so they can go on a longer walk, Ziggy does it with his pee too. He like, I swear. You gotta pick up pee. He doesn't just go out and just pee all at once. He holds on to it and then pees sporadically throughout the walk. Well, I don't step and pee, trace it up the stairs and get it all on my carpet. You do, but you don't know. Yeah, well, okay, fine by me then. All right, so what are you going to do? Go vacuum up other people's dog poop? Yeah, just to keep the front little parking patch clean. <laughs> Please do that. because I'm going to like walk the block. I just love that you live in my neighborhood so I can be like, oh, there's that weird poop vacuumer again. <laughs> <laughs> it's my brother. Oh, I'll just so stand funny. there waiting for dogs to come along and just suck it out of them before <laughs> it even hits the ground. <laughs> uh, can I play a clip of the commercial? Because lucky for you, mm-hmm. this uh, pooch power shovel, it does not discriminate on what poop it can pick up. The Pooch Power Shovel can handle waste deposits from any breed of dog, large or small, and it can vacuum dog waste of almost any consistency, making it the perfect gift for any dog owner. (laughs) Any consistency. That's disgusting. Who cleans out the tube? Okay. Uh, that's the part that Your diarrhea tube. They're not exactly really clear on in the commercial. Now I do know what happens to the poo once it gets inside the vacuum. There are these biodegradable bags, just like the waste bags that people that you forget are supposed- to bring on your dog walks. <laughs> Shut up. Okay that people use to pick up the waste from their dogs, mm-hmm. and it automatically goes into there. And it says it can hold uh up to. Let's see, 10 internal waste bags, and it'll hold around a week's worth of uh, dog waste before it needs to be empty and emptied. And you don't even have to really touch anything. So you're just touching the bag. You open it up. It's already twisted. You just take it out and toss it. It's so convenient. But then you got to carry around a vacuum. How big is this thing? I mean, walking your dog and you're like carrying I said, a vacuum. It's the size of one of those Dyson things. No, you're not carrying it around. That's why. That's why I said we need to have a house. No, most people uh-huh. aren't going to be the weirdo walking around the neighborhood vacuuming up dog crap. Okay. This is if you have a backyard and your dogs out there, or in the front yard, people uh-huh. uh, let their dogs go crap in your yard. You can go and just <laughs> vacuum it up. Just start vacuuming up the grass. It's so popular that on Amazon, it's already sold out. And people are reselling them on eBay. They're, it's only $65, which isn't that bad in the scheme of things. Can I put a vacuum attachment onto it and vacuum my house? Because <laughs> for 65 bucks, <laughs> if it can pick up a big old dog turd, imagine what it can do to that rug. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll get that rug spotless. <laughs> exactly. For the record, it says it works on carpet as well. So it's an indoor-outdoor dog wow. pooper vacuumer. Oh, sounds good to me. Speaking of Amazon products, if you love plants, if you've got a green thumb, then get excited because Amazon is expanding yet again because they're taking over the universe. Amazon Plants Store is now a thing Mm -hmm. and you can find any sort of plant that you want. You can shop by type. So you can go in there, get a bonsai tree, potted orchids, roses, everything. I know, I thought that too. That yeah. In the future, it'll be real easy for them to just plug in weed. That's exactly what they're doing this for. I think you're right. They're just getting ahead of the weed curve. 
they can you, they also give you the option to narrow it down by the growing season. Mm-hmm. So if you're not really sure what would grow during summertime in Florida, you can go on there and do some selections and it'll help you narrow it down to the perfect plant. You can also shop by brand, which man, you must be really into plants if you know that. Or yeah, by brand, aka strand, aka weed. <laughs> Yeah, that OG Kush. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's the brand they're talking about. That purple nurple. Uh huh. I wanted to share this with you guys. Totally, totally unrelated. Actually, could be related because you know they say weed helps to cure cancer. Uh I wanted to share the story though in hopes that you will share it too and we can help some people detect cancer earlier because I did not know this and the images surprised me. This was on. The the Daily Mail, and then also I saw it on The Sun. So it's a big story over in the UK right now mm-hmm. because women are ignoring the warning signs of ovarian cancer because I guess one of the main warning signs is just bloat, which, uh-huh. hello, what woman doesn't feel bloated basically 24-7? Uh-huh. I know that I can definitely relate to that. And they're saying that most women are more likely to change their diet than go visit a doctor when they are suffering from a key sign of ovarian cancer. Women who have since been diagnosed with ovarian cancer have posted photos that they took of themselves prior when they were just bloated and they thought they were trying to lose weight. They were going and trying probiotic yogurts. And in fact, they had cancer. And instead, they were going to the grocery store and buying yogurts. Isn't that insane? How, that's really a sign? That's really a sign. That, there needs to be a better sign. Can we address that problem? Well, I'm sure there are other signs, but. You're going to go to the doctor every time you feel bloated? Not every time. be like, time. I have cancer. They're going to be like, all right, you've been in here 12 times this month. <laughs> I would be in you there every single day. You don't have cancer. You're a hypochondriac. No, they're saying take into account some other factors. Women who have been through menopause, have a family history of cancer, or are overweight, Uh, Also, if you have endometriosis, you are more at risk, but cancer doesn't discriminate. So if you feel like you really are consistently bloated and you Mm. cannot pinpoint what is causing it, I mean, if you're eating a bunch of salty ass foods, that's probably your own fault. Okay. And just because it's bikini season doesn't mean you have cancer. What? (laughs) Oh, because they're, you're, yeah, oh, I don't want to go to the beach today. I feel bloated. Come on, let's roll. Doctor, well, well, hit the doctor on the way. Then we're going to the beach. <laughs> you should definitely go to the doctor just to be sure. And don't try to just take care of it yourself because more often than not, they said that people, like I like I had mentioned, they just think it's normal bloat and they'll try to go get probiotic yogurt and things that are anti-bloat. Ann Wen Jones, she's the chief executive of Target Ovarian Cancer, says, quote, a probiotic yogurt shouldn't should not be preventing a woman from visiting her general practitioner promptly if something worries her. Women should not be risking their lives because of the enduring awareness gap around the symptoms of ovarian cancer. So they're just saying that be aware of bloat, which I didn't even know was a thing. And ovarian cancer, unfortunately, claims 4,000 lives each year. So if you're really listening to your body and you think that there's something up besides, you know, munching down on some Taco Bell the night before, then you need to go to the doctor. According to that chief executive that I had quoted before from one of the ovarian cancer societies, quote, if women know ovarian cancer systems or symptoms, 
such as persistent bloating and are able to link them to ovarian cancer early on, lives will be saved. So there you go. Pass it along. Know it yourself. And hopefully people can detect cancer earlier. Now, there is another story involving cancer in the news. This one, I'm not sure if you've received it on your Snapchat or not, but it's called Dab If You Hate Cancer. Uh, No. Have any of your friends sent this to you? No. Okay. That's probably because you're not a teenager. It's very popular amongst teens right now on Snapchat. Here's how it works. So a Snapchat user, one of your friends, will send you a screenshot of this image that says dab if you hate cancer and then you go ahead and add your bitmoji doing the dab on -hmm. top of everybody else i mean thousands now i mean it's insane how many people have passed this along you add your bitmoji on top of everybody else's bitmoji Mm -hmm. and then you send it along to all of your friends requesting that they do the same it's essentially the same thing as those chain mails remember back in the day when those emails would You'd get an email from a friend and it was like, pass this along if you want 15 years of good luck or Mm -hmm. I don't know. And those are illegal. You know that? Chain letters and those chain emails, those are illegal. Not that anyone's sending letters anymore, but you know, they're illegal. No, I didn't know know that. (laughs) Okay. Well, fun fact, they're illegal. And also fun fact, I realized I sent like two letters this week. So what? Santa Claus? (laughs) No cards. I send cards still. Am I the only person that does that? To Santa Claus? Not, not to Santa. I sent one to Jessica, our the sister, for Valentine's Day. Okay. And it said thugs and kisses, and then it had a bunch of rappers' faces on it. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. And then I sent another one mm-hmm. to my friend Whitney, who just had a baby, okay. and it had a box of chicken nuggets and. They were McDonald's chicken nuggets. And then on the inside, it said, congratulations on your newest McNugget. I thought that was adorable, too. So Melanie was bored this week. Stop. (laughs) I'm a card person, okay? Yeah, sure. You know what? I had this conversation with one of my best friends the other night when we were out. And I am not alone on the loving of cards situation. Yeah. Because I have a box of cards that I keep. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm holding on to for specific people's birthdays. Because once you come across a good card, you don't know when you're going to see it again. So you got to get it. How do you, what, you come across it? <laughs> Just like laying on the sidewalk Target. and you pick it up? You okay. know, you pass the card section at Target. Mm-hmm. You happen to be picking up another birthday card for somebody. Oh. And then you see a perfect card for somebody else. And you're sure. like, what do I do in this situation? You have yourself a card box. <laughs> anyway, I'm yeah. not alone. Because we all have card boxes. Brittany... Brittany says that she has a card box too. And our listeners, you can weigh in. You can tweet me at tweets Melanie M and you can tweet at Michael Glazner mm-hmm. and let us know if you have a card box or if I'm just bat ass crazy. Yep, probably the second one. <laughs> one of the two. Anyway, all of these teens are taking a break from shoving Tide Pods in their mouths and oh. they're spreading around this dab if you hate cancer screenshot. I think it's great because it's spreading cancer awareness. However... Of course, people on the internet are going to weigh in on how it's not a great trend because it's not actually doing anything really for cancer. It's not raising money for cancer. It's not doing anything that's really helping the cure for cancer. Mm -hmm. So, of course, people are bashing it. And here are some of the tweets. Uh, Josie and Rosa said, and people were worried about kids eating Tide Pods, dot, dot, dot. 
Thomas Willoughby says, it's good. Oh, he's on the upside. It's good to see the youth banding together for a good cause. And then Pierced French Siren said, I want to spoon my eyes out and put acid in my eyes, ho- my eye holes after seeing this stupid trend. Yeah, well, it's a little aggressive, but all right. Yeah, I think majorly aggressive. She sounds like a real peach, by the way, that girl. Why don't we spoon out cancer and pour some acid on that? <laughs> yeah. Start the trend. Yeah. Screenshot it. Send it to me. Then we'll all dab on it. It probably doesn't do much, but I, you it, know, uh, makes you. I don't know. It's like one of those. It's like when I was scrolling through the meme, and it was like, if you don't like this, you have ten years of bad luck. And I scrolled ten past it, and I was like, God damn it! And then I scrolled back up and liked it. <laughs> you really fall for those things? Yeah. Well, you never know. I just keep on scrolling. It was just in my in my brain. It was burned in there, and I. It was the more causing I, you anxiety, yeah, and you had to go back. The further away I got from it, the more anxiety <laughs> was raining down. So I had to go back <laughs> up and find it. Yeah. Which thank God I didn't close out Instagram because I would have never found it again. Which can we fix that? By the way. Oh, every time you close out Instagram? It's like a whole new feed. And I yeah. want to tr- try to show someone and I close it out back. So I'm like, oh crap, I go back to it. And I have to scroll four hours to find that one post that was literally at the top. If you're scrolling four hours, you got you follow too many people. I exaggerate. But I feel you. I do feel you on that. Four minutes. Also, Snapchat doesn't... You know how you used to be able to click out of it for a second and go back to the snap that you took? Say someone texted you or something. Yeah. Now, every time you go back, I don't know if it's just me, but my snap is gone. No, that's just your broke-ass phone. <laughs> Probably is. I have to do it all the time. If I ever want to sneak a picture of somebody, I sneak snap it, and then I lock my phone and put it in my pocket, and then when I walk away to a safe distance, I comment about them and then send it. Uh, okay, that's mean, but also, There was I'm a curious. dude wearing shorts and a short sleeve t-shirt today at work. What the hell? What do you mean? It's Florida. No. Unacceptable. Oh, well, was it a casual day? Were you guys having some uh, sort of- Is it Friday? And no. do we live in the Bahamas? No. Then no. You can't do you can't show I literally have dreams that I am at work in shorts. Okay. You've got to go see a therapist or something. I'm telling you, you got too much anxiety. You think that scrolling past that thing on Instagram is actually gonna haunt you. Yes. And now you're having actual it's, dreams yes. about wearing shorts accidentally to work. Yes. That is my only recurring dream. People were talking about recurring dreams the other day. And theirs were all like, who knows, getting eaten by an alligator, all this weird stuff. Mine is showing up to work in shorts. And then I stand there. It's the same thing every time. I'm like, why the hell am I wearing shorts? And I'm sitting at my desk. And then I'm like too scared to get up because I'm wearing damn shorts at work. That is the weirdest freaking nightmare Mm -hmm. I have ever heard. And the fact that you're publicly admitting it is just so amazing. Well, it's horrifying. So I'm sure there's other people. (laughs) People are like, oh, you ever heard the dream that you're naked in public? No, I'm wearing shorts at work. And there was a dude doing it today in real life. Well, was he a boss? IRL. Bosses can get away with Hell everything. no, he wasn't a boss. If your boss shows up in shorts and a, and not, it wasn't even a polo. It was like a V-neck. Shorts and a V-neck. That is how you know he has checked the F out and he is getting ready Literally to doesn't care. He's trying put to in his pension. two weeks notice. Yeah, he's probably been there for 20 years and it's like, fire me, please. <laughs> for real. I he's wish like, you would. <laughs> Little do we know <laughs> that in a month from now, there's going to be a viral story about a guy who just did everything to get fired from his job, started wearing shorts every single day to work, and they just wouldn't let him go. So now that we've sufficiently derailed this train onto a whole nother deal. Oh yeah, we've moved on. New topic. Okay, I was going to say, I forgot what we were talking about, but this, the dab. We were talking about people dabbing on cancer on Snapchat. Right. So how could you pass that up is what I'm saying. Because you close it out and you're like, you're an idiot. And then you close it out and then two seconds later you're like, 
well, I do hate cancer. And then you got to do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if someone sends this to me, I'm absolutely going to put my dabbing bitmoji up in there and then forward it on. Exactly. As much as I hate those chain mail things, I mean, they don't really exist anymore, but I definitely would pass it on because I'm not going to be the a-hole who doesn't support cancer awareness. Well, exactly. I wasn't the a-hole that wanted 15 years of bad luck. So I liked the photo. All right. Well, I'm sure that people can relate. We have some celebrity news coming up. And of course, we got to get to The Bachelor recap. So my bro host, he huh? watches The Bachelor. Yes. I can honestly say more this than is, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to do the game notes. <laughs> this isn't just like some voluntary Bachelor watching that I've been doing. I'm not just like, yo, Bachelor's coming on. Call my friends and hang out. Mm, well, that's how I hear it. Okay. That's oh. totally how I play it, is every single Monday, Mike's like, gotta get my popcorn, The Bachelor's coming on. I uh, did eat popcorn last night while we watched it. Because <laughs> oh. we're obsessed with popcorn. Yeah. Brian pointed that out. He's like, you guys all love popcorn, don't you? I'm like, uh, yeah, who doesn't? Delicious. I agree. Anyway, so you got your popcorn, you mm-hmm. started shouting, who wants to watch The Bachelor? It's Bachelor time, <laughs> Bachelor was, Nation. Yeah. I was yelling that as I was scooping poop down the block with the vacuum. <laughs> You're a strange bird, my friend. (laughs) So then he started watching The Bachelor. And now we are down to how many chicks? Uh, Three. Three chicks. Yep. Wait, three chicks after last night's episode, right? Yes, there was four last night. There were, yeah. And then one got the boot. And now we are officially down to three. But I have just kind of checked out Mm -hmm. because, and this is pretty bad to admit, but I'm having more fun watching the Olympics than I am watching The Bachelor. There you go. And I said it. Yeah. I would be too. <laughs> the Bachelor sucks so bad this season. Yeah. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I didn't like Ari because he was just lame cablamo, mm-hmm. but now it's the girls too. It's across the board. It's like watching paint dry. It is so painful. It is so painful that I go back to ice dancing. Yeah, Every well, single time I go to click on it, I was like, screw that. I'm going back to ice dancing. I want to know if that Canada pair is going to win the gold medal. Yesterday, I had to stop watching curling to do the freaking bachelor. No, notes. not curling. Yeah. And the United States was playing. <gasps> what? Curling. Playing. What's it called? Are Matching. You, they were up. Are you even American? You missed the US curling? Uh, well, it wasn't me that made me stop watching it. So. It was you know, you somebody did it. else whose name starts with an M you and did ends it. in Ollie. You did, it. <laughs> you did it for the pod and for Molly. Exactly. Which now she uses that to her benefit. She's like, you got it. You're recording the podcast tomorrow. You have to watch it. See, like, I love Molly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's two hours long, right? Primetime Olympics. Yeah, I know. Well, Gosh, so. the Olympics were so good last night. I'm just, yeah, right. I'm just saying France's whole routine was first of all no one cares about ice dancing it's all about the bobsled now that those are okay you shut your mouth when you're talking about the winter olympics skeleton runs 80 miles an hour on a freaking sled head first did you see that one where the guy flipped and then his head was banging up against the wall yeah i was freaking out yeah and i was like calm (laughs) down like you're not even there and i was like oh my god is he okay i'm so dramatic i get that from our mom yeah oh yeah sure (laughs) anyway uh ice dancing i have been 
fully just enthralled in it. And then, you know, it's done now. So I'm going to have to find a new Olympic sport to watch. But ice dancing, France was so, so good. I thought they were going to get the gold until Canada went up there and they did the damn thing. And I was like, oh, dang, France is going to be so pissed. And then you saw them kind of, they would go back over to Mm -hmm. the couch of the people who were the top three. Yeah. And you just see their faces as the routine goes on and on without any mistakes. And they slowly just, it's like the soul is sucked from their body. It's so sad to watch. And then when they almost, when, when Canada got all green, cause they light it up uh, if there's any errors. Mm-hmm. So you can follow along for yeah. us non-professional ice dance followers. Sure. And when it went all the way to green, they went back to the couch and then that silver medal, the, the couple who was in the silver medal or the pair, whatever, yeah. They were no longer there. So it was already assumed Ooh, like dang. these people are going to win either the gold, silver, or the bronze. So uh sorry, bronze, but you gotta move your ass off the couch. Ouch. Yeah. It was it was sad to watch, but Canada earned it, man. They killed it. <laughs> and that concludes our Bachelor recap. There you go. Sorry. That was our <laughs> Olympic recap. And now back to the Bachelor. Uh so let's see what happened on The Bachelor. There was the home this was a hometown episode. So four girls, and they're all like, oh, I love you. They're trying to win them over. Right, because they all got to drop the L-bomb. I, yeah. will, I will catch up. I always watch it, just it's about a day or two late. Yeah, you can just listen to my notes. Okay, yeah, actually, get you where you gotta be. that's fine, because like you said, there's some good uh, Olympic things coming up. Yeah. Got to tune into those. So Kendall is one of the last ones that left. Uh, that's left. She's a taxidermy, the taxidermy yes, one. Yes, Kendall the taxidermy. Yep, mm-hmm. who she lives in LA. That was extremely surprising to me. I expected her to live in, I don't know, Montana? Somewhere where taxidermy is more popular? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. But although people in LA kind of look like they've been taxidermied, (laughs) so. (laughs) Their faces do, that's for sure. Yeah. So maybe that's where she started. Anyway, so she has this giant ass garage full of taxidermy stuff. And for their date, they taxidermied rats. No, they did not. White rats. Oh. And she's like, today we're going to taxidermy rats. And then he was freaking out. Then they taxidermied these rats, which are called mounting. Is it, it's called mounting them, is whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she busted out a. Have you ever seen the movie Dinner for Schmucks? Dinner for Schmucks. Yes, I hate that movie so much. Yeah. Okay. So you know how he had all these little pet mice, and yes. then he had these cardboard boxes with like scenes, and he was yeah, making it, do a play. It reminded me of when you used to have to do those book. What it was it? Uh, the book projects back in elementary school. Yeah, do you same remember deal. that? The little diagrams. Right. So be in a shoebox. After they stuffed these rats, she busted out one of those. But it was Paris, and she's like, "This is us in Paris, guy and a girl rat in this backdrop Stop. in this box." She did not. Yeah, and no. he's like, "Dude, you're kind of scaring me." Like he was like, "You're kind of scaring, scaring me. me," but then he was like, "I'm kind of into it." So, he is weird. That is that is weird. So that happened. And then. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Let me just tell you how that would play out if this were me, if I were The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. If she's like, oh, look, it's us, like two little rat tattooies in this box. And yeah, we're in she Paris. Called him, she called, she made some weird joke about being like, you're my rat to tantrum or something. I don't know. She was trying to like Ugh. call him adorable or handsome or something, like rat adorable or rat to handsome. I mean, it was real weird. It just gets worse and worse. While they were pretend making out with the rats, like they're rats. No, they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Like they were Barbie dolls. He's like, kiss me like you mean it. No. Yeah. yeah. All in front of this make believe Paris scene. She's like, look, it's like we're back in Paris. Okay. This is how that would play out. That would happen. Mm-hmm. And then the cameraman would go to like scan back over to me, the bachelor, in this hypothetical situation. 
only no one would be standing there. Yeah, it would be just like the Olympic scene when it's <laughs> all green lights happened. and they turn back and Braun's place is gone. He's gone. Zoom! You're like, nah, player, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I'd be speed skating real quick out that biatch. Yeah. So then they cut scene from that to dinner. And Molly's like, what the hell? They didn't wash their hands. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously, well, I don't even want to. I was like, I clearly they washed obviously. their hands. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, damn, I do kind of wish they really showed them washing their hands. Ew, they shut up. It's like an incompletion thing in your brain. You're like, these nasty mother effers. Ew, just touching rats all day and right. then eating. Ugh. Rat hands. Gross. Yep. And then so she has an identical twin. They went to the girls Kendall's house and they met her mom. And so, so she's a weirdo, right? This girl Kendall, mm-hmm. taxidermy chick. Yeah. Her parents, equally as weird. Her uh, identical sister. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Their decorations in the background were all like elephants and weird, like tribal kind of stuff, like very hippie-ish mm-hmm. type of home. And then they said something about the identical twin reads heavy on people's energy. And that's how she gets to know them right away. Oh. She can just read their energy. Okay. So did she read Ari's energy? What was his energy saying? I don't. I was too distracted by that. I was like, okay, you're clearly a weirdo as what? well. Okay, don't just throw words out there, Michael. I believe in people's energies and people say, oh my gosh, you have such a kind aura or you're all yellow and all these different colors and stuff. I believe in that stuff, but I'm with you that this family is probably a little... They're a little strange. A little strange, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Mainly because of the taxidermy. Yes, and Kendall's dad was like... So he has to ask everyone for their... Their blessing if, right. the, if he wants to propose to the, right. the girl. Yeah. So he asked and Kendall's dad was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'd rather like, have you be a dead animal and put you up on my wall before I'm giving you the blessing yeah. to He's marry like, my daughter. Honestly, if I have to say right now, uh, it would be a no. And he's just like, well, hey, okay. Oh, and then it was just kind of, like, yeah. And, but then her parents were like, she is not ready for this. She'll date you after the show, but she's not going to get married to you. Uh, well, we've seen how that played out before because Peter just wanted to date Rachel oh, in that episode, um, in that season, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "No, I I need to be engaged." She was all about the ring. That was why I I started not liking her towards the end of the season. <laughs> she was all about the ring and not about the love, and I would have done damn near anything for Peter. So she she messed that one up. Uh, then Wienerville, aka Tia. Yep. Took him back to Wiener, Arkansas. Yeah, Wiener. And she has a brother that looks like a crazy version of Mr. Clean. Bald head, <laughs> pierced ear, like loop earrings. Yeah. To like hoop interrogate earrings. him. They're called hoop earrings, not loop earrings. Hoop, loop, whatever. <laughs> he, it, what doesn't matter. You're you, right. You it get the mental. You get the mental image. That. Okay. That this guy. And then her dad was talking about how he wanted to have like shotguns out on the table to help intimidate him. Like, okay, this is. Super weird. And then her dad's like, uh, if you hurt her, I can find you on Google. Mm. To that, I thought, that's not how Google works. <laughs> what? You can't just type in a name and find out where they are? Yeah, it's not a GPS tracker. <laughs> it's not. You Arkansanian, Wienervillian, whatever the heck. <laughs> that's I can find you on the Google. Well, no, you can't. Don't worry. I'll Google you. Yeah. Well, you're not good enough then, no. Michael. You're not so. using Google, right? <laughs> so, uh, yep. And then, But then Tia's dad was like, yeah, you can marry her. Oh, so Tia's dad gave the blessing. Yep. And didn't um, shoot him. That's good. Did not shoot him. Old Becca lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They went on an apple picking date. You ever done that? Apple picking? Uh, I've not done apple picking an app at the apple orchard. Orchard? Or how do you orchard? say it? Orchard. Mm-hmm. I can never say that word. Orchard. Sure. But I have gone to the strawberry farm. Yeah. Okay. So I've done that. We all did that. Mommy's take us to that in Florida. 
I know, but elsewhere yeah. it's more popular to go pick apples. But oh. in Florida, it's picking strawberries. Would it be fun to pick apples? Yeah, I think it would be fun. For like three apples? That's what I feel like I was watching them do it. And I was like, hey, this would be really cool. I've never done that before. And Molly's like, oh, we should put this on a list of dates stuff idea to do. And then I was like, but after about three apples, once you pick one apple, I feel like you've picked them all. Right? No, I think it would be fun. And I feel yeah. like it could be a good arm workout too. Arm workout? Yeah, you're just reaching up the whole time, just plucking apples out of the tree. How big are these apples you're plucking? Mine are the red, delicious Granny Smith apples, okay? Jeez. All right. Well, so you can go pick apples with Mm her. Um, And they did that. And then, sadly, her dad died of a brain tumor. Oh, Not just like just now, like a while back. So then her- Oh, I remember her bringing that up, I think, at the very, you know, the first second she met him. Her uncle and priest- Yeah. Was there in the place of the dad, and he like got super emotional. It was actually oh, really intense. Gosh, that's sad. Yeah, it was a uh, super intense. So is she the front runner? Is old Becca the front runner? Um, old Becca is still there. Yeah, but is that who you're rooting for? Uh, well, no, because my person got kicked off, which is Tia. But we haven't. Well, my person, young Becca, she's got the boot too. Yep. Uh, born ass Lauren was the last one. Born ass Lauren lives in Texas. Um. She is freaking terrible, super boring. Her parents are also super boring. Her mom is incredibly boring. I think I know where she gets it from. And that was pretty Aww. much about what happened there. Dang, boring ass Lauren. She just got such a bad rap on our podcast. But, but the also dude is like obsessed with her. Everybody, everyone said that. They said that the date was so boring, that Ari was boring, boring ass Lauren's boring. Yes. And the whole entire thing was absolutely boring. Yep. So that was pretty much the episode recap. Boring ass Lauren is still boring, but I think but she's the probably going to. Yep, four girls left. One girl is GTG. My prediction was old Becca was going to go home, and Wienerville went home. Oh, Wienerville. Yep. And the dad already gave the blessing. Yep. So and all we like, have left Dang, now dad. Is- thanks a lot. Just <laughs> giving blessings away. Pretty much. We got. He didn't even want to marry me. We got the apple picker. We got boring ass Lauren and the taxidermist. <laughs> Taxidermist. You know? Oh man, there's a, a winning crew right there. Yep. And that's what he's got to choose from. All and right. I'm pretty sure the Kendall girl now, even though she stayed, I feel like she's she's gonna peace out on her own. Really? Yeah, because she said some weird stuff at the end about like she doesn't know if she's really feeling it. Oh. I feel like she's down to the last three and she's like, Oh shoot, I gotta bounce. Uh like, yeah, probably because she looked at the other two contestants and she's like, he narrowed it down <laughs> to these two. This is not the right guy for me. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Uh-huh. You guys can weigh in and let us know who you think is going to win Ari's heart on this season of The Bachelor by tweeting me at TweetMelanieM and my bro host on his Twitter. At Michael Glazner on everything. Are you looking for a new book, maybe a fun and steamy read? Then you should pick up a copy of the brand new contemporary romance novel from author Lauren Dane. It's called Whiskey Sharp Unraveled. It's the first of a three-part series, so no worries. Once you read it and you love it and you want more, there's two more coming up for you to read. Lauren is a USA Today and New York Times best-selling author. She's written more than 60 novels and novellas across a whole bunch of different genres. Whiskey Sharp Unraveled is available on Kindle Now, also paperback and on audio CD, so you can pick which way you want to read. You can pick up your copy today on Amazon.com. Just type in Whiskey Sharp or head over to LaurenDane.com. Mila Kunis just reminded us again just how cool of a chick she is because she made a surprise video appearance 
on Megyn Kelly today this morning, and it was to surprise 29-year-old Chris Madzer. He is an American loser who just won the silver medal over at the Winter Olympics. Uh, Spoiler alert. What? That's what I was trying to watch when the dang Bachelor came on. Oh, crap. My bad. And it was DVR and everything. Whatever. Um, It's still awesome. I'll still watch it. Well, so he didn't win yet? (laughs) Eh, Whatever. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Anyway, he has professed publicly before that he loves himself some Mila Kunis Mm -hmm. and word got out and Megyn Kelly today. That's that show. You know, it's like the Today Show with Megyn Kelly. No. Okay, well, anyway. Um, I work during the day. Her producers, I do too, but randomly I caught it. Uh, It's the the Today Show this morning? Yes. What? Yeah. Worst title in history for a show, by the way. It's called Megyn Kelly Today. Oh, I thought you said it was the Today Show in the morning. No, 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 no. The Today Show this morning. It's Megyn Kelly Today. TV you're watching right now. (laughs) But I guess her producers decided to reach out to Mila Kunis and get a special video message for the silver medal winner. Take Mm -hmm. a listen to what Mila Kunis sent in. Hey, Chris. It's Mila. Congratulations on your medal. Uh, Welcome home. Hope you had a great time. And you kick. (laughs) (laughs) Morning TV. They can't say ass. And there we believe that's Ashton Kutcher off to the side going, you said the A word and her <laughs> fixing it with another expletive, which I can relate to as somebody who sometimes engages and in the And you know what's so funny letter. is that you can see his silver medal like this, the heart beating yeah. like this. Yeah, the, the guy, Chris Madzer, he was very excited about the video message, but in it, you couldn't see Ashton Kutcher, but she goes, oh, you kicked ass. And then Ashton Kutcher's like, you can't say ass. And she goes, oh, shit. And then so they, bleep, they bleep both of them out. If you blinked, then you probably missed Kanye West rejoining Instagram and then quickly leaving Instagram immediately. Well, actually, about a day later, not before posting for seven straight hours on the media platform. It was on Valentine's Day, and for seven straight hours, he posted photos of celebrity couples, Madonna and Sean Penn, Barack and Michelle Obama, and then he even had Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi. Let's see, Mick Jagger, Grace Jones, Jackie O, a ton of different people. And then, oh, even uh, uh, Carrie and Big from Sex and the City, uh, iconic couple. And then he followed them Did with- Did he post Ross and Rachel? No, he didn't post Ross and Rachel. Mm, Peg and Al Bundy? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Ren and Stimpy, they didn't make the cut <laughs> oh, either. What the hell, man? Instead, he put up all of those pictures, and then he did a series of photos of, of course, himself with Kim Kardashian, his wife. And then right after that, he deactivated his account once more. So he's back off of Instagram. So which I would have said- Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for flooding my feed. My, exactly. Yeah. Kanye, 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 Kanye. Thank you. Yeah, he's like, I'll let all you other couples finish with what you were posting on Valentine's Day, but real quick. He's like a kid that no one's paying attention to. <laughs> so he just like- it really is. Makes a mess of everything just yeah. so everyone's like, okay, we know you're here, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You can leave now. And he's like, okay, thanks. Bye. All right. We see it. We, we know you know how to finger paint. You know, uh-huh. you can wipe it off the walls now, buddy. Yeah, and then he left. 
Fergie has issued an apology following what some may argue was the worst rendition of the national anthem. Who she apologize to? America? Time. Yeah, all of us Americans. Okay. And I guess anyone overseas who watched the NBA All-Star Game as well. Sure. Here is a little clip of the terrible performance. By the dawn's early light What's so Uh, it's so, so terrible. I don't know why she decided to make it some breathy, burlesque, jazz-esque performance. But it is our freaking national anthem. You don't do that to it. Was that? Were you sure that wasn't Crystal from The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. When Brian was playing it on his phone, I had no idea at first that it was Fergie. I didn't watch it in real time. I just saw it freaking blow up on the internet. Yeah. And he was he was just scrolling through his Instagram feed and I heard it. I go, what is that? And I go, it sounds like that crystal girl from The Bachelor. It really does. It sounds like, who was the person that sang that happy birthday, Mr. President? I thought that too, Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. It was really, really bad. But uh, poor Fergie. She has since issued an apology, I guess, to the whole United States of America. Anyone with ears. Saying, I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. And last night, I wanted to try something special for the NBA. That's special, all right. (laughs) I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. She could have left that last sentence out because we all know that wasn't her best. Maybe it was. No, Fergie can sing. I've seen the Black Eyed Peas in concert. What? Eight years ago. What? Oh, you you think she's a Mariah Carey where her voice just kind of went away? What? Mariah Carey can't sing anymore? What? (laughs) Where have you been? Uh, I don't know. Not watching Mariah Carey Okay, let me pull up a clip of recent Mariah Carey. Come on. After she was killing it. She had the best Christmas songs ever made. Okay, and when were those from, Michael? Well, well, 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on waiting. There you go. How's that for some Mariah Carey Christmas for you? <laughs> Sometimes Ursula will get you. Sing, oh. you poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> you poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> In movie news, the Black Panther exploded at the President's Day box office this weekend. Raking in an estimated $404 million globally. That is insane for a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's projected to just keep on going, and it looks amazing. I have yet to see it. I, I want to know if you guys are loving it. You can tweet me at tweet Melanie M if you went and saw it. It does look so, so good. All those Marvel movies are really good. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this one is a defining moment for Hollywood, for Disney, and for Marvel Marvel Studios. And that's because there are now black superheroes on the big screen. Michelle Obama, her tweet says it all. I love this so much. She said, congrats to the entire Black Panther team. Because of you, young people will finally see superheroes that look like them on the big screen. I loved this movie, and I know it will inspire people of all backgrounds to dig deep and find the courage to be heroes of their own stories. Oh, 
So well said. Last I saw, I think it was the fifth largest opening in U.S. history or something. That's yeah, pretty huge. That's mega huge. Yeah. I cannot wait to go see it. A lot of people obviously couldn't wait to go see it, which is why it blew up at the box office. And some people who went and saw it at the Atlantic Station in Atlanta, they got more than just the Black Panther. And that's because at the theater, they accidentally started playing Fifty Shades Freed instead of the Black Panther. Yeah, that would make me very angry. <laughs> people were cracking up. One of the tweet, uh, one of the tweets I saw on Twitter was a video of everyone saying no and cracking up about the <laughs> fact that Fifty Shades of Grey was playing. And the tweet said itself, I'm so happy I came to the black movie theater to see this. <laughs> I thought it was so great. Anyway, it was obviously corrected by the movie theater mm -hmm. and they were able to quickly rectify the situation and get Black Panther on. And everybody that was there just thought it was hysterical. And of course, they got a lot of tweets, hearts, retweets, all that stuff for sharing it on Twitter. Yeah. So no one was really that upset about it. I actually did see Fifty Shades Freed. Was it as bad as it looks? Opening weekend and... Okay. First of all, why, what is she being freed from? Isn't she getting married? That's the opposite of being freed. <laughs> uh, that's accurate. Okay. And then is someone chasing them? Yes. And that's why, why she's freed because then that person is no longer chasing them. So she's freed. Uh, no. However, she's still in a super controlling relationship with Jamie Dornan's character. Yeah, but she's into that stuff, I guess. So. Yeah, I guess she is into that stuff. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it's like Magic Mike. You have to go see yeah, it. Yeah, it's taken. <laughs> you have to did go see it. Did that dude show up? Liam Neeson? Did he come punch someone? Liam Neeson was not in this movie. But you have to just go see it because you've already invested into the other ones. You know, if a new Magic Mike comes Who out, are you talking I'm to? going Me? to. I clearly don't have to go see this. All right, I not won't. you, but a lot of the listeners, they right. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've already seen to. the other Fifty Shades, so mm -hmm. I wanted to see this one. Yep. Jamie Dornan, still really hot, super amazing. We see his butt in the movie. Dakota Johnson, you're going to see her boobs a lot. And I mean, a lot, a lot. It was what? kind of too much boobs, honestly. I thought they didn't show that. No, they do. It was it was and just like a boob them? overload. It was like, we get it. She's got nice boobs. Can we see something? I don't know, just... Anything else. It doesn't have to be a body part. Just show us some dong. No. <laughs> no, I just meant they could do any other scene. It kind of got old. I got sick of seeing her nipples all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they tie the knot. And then afterwards, I thought it was so odd that she asked him about having kids. They're having dinner. And she's like, so do you want to have kids? And it's like, uh, that's a freaking question you ask before you get married. Hello. I just thought that was so awkward. Well, she couldn't talk. She's been gagged the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. that's why she didn't ask. Also, Rita Ora is still in the movie. And when she was there, I was just like, what the F? Why is she still in this movie? She's, she wasn't good in the last one. She's not a good actress. I don't know who Rita Ora is. Exactly. She sounds like a psychic, though. She's a singer. She's the one who dated Rob Kardashian and then reportedly screwed him over. Rita Ora. <laughs> she, Rita Ora, she needs to, I don't know, stop yeah. reading scripts. That's what she needs to do. I can Rita Ora. Fifty Shades Freed is currently rocking a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, in case you were uh, 9%? wondering. Yeah. Yikes. Real bad. Oh. Yep. So, anyway, I... I say go see it because it's, it's Fifty Shades, and if you've already seen the other ones, then why not? But... 
it isn't that great. Just like Magic Mike, you know you're not going to it because it's going to be some major motion picture that's going to win an Oscar. You go to see it because you're seeing some dong or you're going to see Fifty Shades because you've already invested in the other two. And that's my movie review. Yep, just keep burning money. (laughs) In a surprise announcement, Jennifer Aniston and her... Well, husband, maybe, Justin Thoreau, they confirmed that they are parting ways after two and a half years of, I'm going to say marriage, question mark, because there's conflicting stories that I have to report here. They've been together for nearly seven years as a couple, and then just two years ago, they got married. They issued an official statement saying, in an effort to reduce any further speculation, we have decided to announce our separation, blah, 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 the Hollywood thing, you know, we're always going to be friends, that whole thing. Anyway... I found it interesting that TMZ is saying that they might not have ever legally been married because TMZ, they tried to search for the marriage license, which is public record, and they couldn't find one. They couldn't find one for them at all. So they could have been legally married, but it was somewhere outside of LA and no one's really sure where, and they can't confirm that they were ever actually married. Maybe they kept it secret celebrity married. What does that mean? The courthouse has a back room or something where they store those. No, the, it's public record. You can't you can't have a hidden marriage license, even if you're a celebrity. Oh, well, maybe some celebrities do all sorts of stuff that I can't do. <laughs> now, that's a fact. They can get married and keep it on the DL. But I know because I'm currently in a research class and it's for, you know, journalism research. Sure. And that was one of our tests was public records. And marriage licenses are public. They are not sealed and they cannot be hidden. Well, I just looked it up, and Ross is married to Zoe Buckhorn, Buckman. Who the heck is that? Rachel, you're out of luck. Oh, because you wanted them to get together. Well, see, I mean, if he's single my, at Ross this point. Ross and Rachel forever. Yeah, if they're both like 45, they must have said something at one point to each other. Look, if we're both single at 45, let's just, <laughs> let's just get us out of the way. Uh, for real. Uh, I cannot believe, by the way, that the internet is saying that they want Brad and Jen to get back together. So I'm all for Rachel and Ross. Absolutely. But Jennifer Aniston get back with Brad Pitt. So Brad and Jen 2.0. Why? Why does the internet want this? Mm, how, wait, how can that even happen? Because he's divorced. What? Yes, Angelina Jolie and he, they got a divorce. You okay. didn't know this? Every time I check out at the grocery store, it's saying they're <laughs> divorced or they're back together. Well, they are divorced. And so they were saying, or all of the online outlets are saying, oh my gosh, Jennifer Aniston, she's single in 2018. So is Brad Pitt. Rumor has it that they've actually been talking lately. To which I say, uh, he's an ex for an, a reason. He cheated on you. Move on. You yeah. can do better. But he's already got 37 kids. So now she doesn't have to have any. And bam, done. It has nothing to do with the kids. He cheated on her. He cheated on her. Do not go back to him. Is that public record too? That's not. Well, yeah, it basically is public (laughs) record. We all know that Angelina Jolie was a little homewrecker in that situation. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that during uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? It was. Dang, I really like that movie too. Why'd you have to ruin it for me? See, the fact that you know that, that means that basically it's public record. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, she just set a record on Instagram. The reality star, she posted that baby announcement we talked about a couple weeks back on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it has gotten so many likes that it has surpassed Beyonce's baby announcement of 2017. She shared the baby's name, Stormy Webster, and the post has over 15 million likes. I saw something about them having a whole weather forecast. 
<laughs> yeah, I saw that too. What do they have? They got a Chicago, a stormy, a what? What a else? Rain. A rainy. Mm-hmm. Good God. <laughs> In West Chicago or something. Yeah. I saw that too. That's funny. Oh boy. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know how we like to end the show, and that is with a heart-happy story. We can't just send you off being all bummed out, so we've got to give you something right that's going on in the world. Unfortunately, this one does involve a very sad situation, but overall, it's a really good story. Less than a week ago in Parkland, Florida... We know that there was a mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Unfortunately, a shooter claimed the life of 17 victims, some of which were heroes. If you heard the story, they were blocking the door to Mm -hmm. keep the shooter out. People shielded the children to make sure that they didn't get shot and ended up passing away. Unbelievable. But now a lot of the students have rallied together from that school and are going to Washington, D.C. and created this thing called March for Our Lives. March, the number four, our lives. If you want to follow the hashtag on social media, the march is going to take place on March 24th. And just as of today, they got a major donation boost from George and Amal Clooney. And then right before we started recording the podcast, I got an alert on Twitter because I have alerts when Oprah tweets. And Oprah (laughs) is matching George and Amal Clooney's 500,000 donation. So yes, half a million dollars George and Amal are donating and then Oprah as well. And it is to start the conversation or continue it rather around gun control and how we can all put an end to mass shootings. I love the statement that George and Amal issued, quote, our family will be there on March 24th to stand side by side with this incredible generation of young people from all over the country. And in the name of our children, Ella and Alexander, we are donating $500,000 to help pay for this groundbreaking event. Our children's lives depend on it. Oprah tweeted that she just stands by absolutely what they all stand for, as well as George and Amal, and that's why she decided to match their donation. I just think it's a great event, and I love that they're turning something that's such a tragedy into something that can really make a change. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And you know the second a new episode is live. You can also follow my bro host on his social media handles. At Michael Glazener. And you can weigh in on anything that we talk about on the podcast. You can tweet me, tweet Melanie M. You can follow me on Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube at Melanie Minot or on Facebook. It's official Mel. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. We love you. Bye. Bye. She got the word on the street. Be caterers on the beat. Gossip so juice. I'm on the edge of my seat. Run the worldwide news. Anything you want to know. Now tuned in to the Melanie Minot show. Sorry, gotta go, go. Sorry, gotta go, go. Say bye-bye. It's the Melly Nimino Show. Follow her on Insta at Melly Nimino. Hit her with a D. And none for Gretchen Wieners.